Well, let's look at 1 Corinthians 14, verse 33. We spent a few weeks uh, in a series we call God is the Author of Peace. We're going to continue on that this morning. 1 Corinthians 14, 33. Now, we, we read the context of this verse and some of the surrounding scriptures um, before. We're not going to take time to do that. You can do that on your own if you want to. For the, for the sake of time, we're not going to do that this morning. Verse 33 says, For God is the author of confusion, but of peace. God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. God is not the author of confusion, but God is the author of peace. So God's not the one that confuses people. God is not the creator of confusion. When you see, create, when you see a confusion in the earth, you can you know God is not the, the creator of that. He's not the author of that. You think you wouldn't have to say that. But there's all kinds of ideas about God. And, and you know, it's religious ideas and somehow that God is, you know, working lockstep with the devil and, and you know, they're a tag team. That's just not true. Now, Satan is called the enemy. If you see things that are stealing, killing, and destroying, just chalk it up, it's the devil. Now, ultimately... I mean, he's the, the root. There are a lot of stuff in the earth that people have been doing for centuries, and they just keep doing it. They've learned it, and um, the devil doesn't have to work full-time just trying to, you know, prompt somebody to do something. There's so much in the earth, so many evil ideas, and they, people just have to hear it from other people, read about it, watch it, or whatever, and they just go off like just a little wind-up toy. And so the devil doesn't have to sit there and all his minions, you know, you realize you don't deal directly with the devil. Probably almost nobody in this room has actually dealt with the devil directly, but there are demons and evil spirits, and you've dealt with them. Amen. Amen. They're the ones doing a lot of the work. Uh, But there's just so much junk in the world, and so we deal with that. But God is not the author of the junk. God's not the author of confusion. God is the author of peace. First Thessalonians 5 verse 23, we read some of these verses, we're just going to recap a little bit. Verse 23 says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice that it says, verse 23, now may the God of peace, he's the God of peace, sanctify you or set you apart completely and may your whole spirit soul, and body, notice that, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 16 says, now may the Lord of peace himself, the Lord of peace, he's the God of peace, he's the author of peace, he's the Lord of peace, himself give you peace always and in every way the Lord be with you all. So may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. Give you peace always and in every way. Peace, if you just look up peace in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, it's got a lot of meanings. Some of them are a state of tranquility or quiet. Freedom from 
disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. That's another meaning. Another meaning is harmony in personal relations. So just peace in general, just, you know, like a peaceful scene, uh, peace in your mind, harmony in, in personal relations, so peace with other people. Another definition is the state or period of mutual concord between governments, you know, peace with, between nations. If you wanted to sum up some of these things, peace is a state of rest, quietness, and calmness, and absence of strife. It's tranquility. It generally denotes a perfect well-being. It includes harmonious relationships between God and men, men and men, nations, and families. When you talk about peace, a lot of, lot of different facets to it. But you surely don't get the idea when somebody says peace of just chaos. Right? If I, if, 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 you know, take it, if somebody were just to say peace to you, you know, outside of this context, or right now, but, you know, we're already talking about it. But if somebody were just to say, you know, that's peace or peaceful, the, the image that comes to your head could be different for everybody, right? But it's probably not, you know, just chaos. That's, you know, maybe, maybe that is the picture for somebody. And there's reasons for that. I don't know. You have, you have, you have somehow... Uh, linked peace to some something else. But for most people, and in most situations, when you look at this definition and when we think of peace, it's not chaos, it's not confusion. You may think of peace and you may first think of just peace in, in a relationship with somebody. First thing that may come to you is oh, peace, just, you know, you're sitting in a chair and just quiet. For a, for a mom of small children, peace may just be sitting with no kids around, and it's just quiet. Could be peace. You know, for a, 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 a guy, you know, not that we're talking about general roles or anything, you know, people are crazy with all that, but generally, yeah, uh, the mother would probably be with the children more, but for a man or a woman, and for somebody that's working in a, um, an office where you're working, you may think of peace and be this like, on a beach somewhere, free from any of the office nonsense. Right? If you're in Ukraine right now, peace has a very definite meaning, right? Peace, it has probably all these things, but there's an overriding thing. If we could just be at peace. Nations be at peace. I don't hear bombs. I don't hear that, right? But you don't think peace and then think of all that. Chaos, that's just, that's not what peace is. Well, God is not, he is the author of peace in all its forms. So anything that doesn't fit that, that's not God. He's not the author of that. And he said, can, if, you, can, if you can put up 2 Thessalonians 3.16 again. It says, now may the Lord of peace, well, if he's the Lord of peace, <laughs> the God of peace, that means peace flows from him. You know, think of it this way. You know, people, people give um, names to people and, you know, nicknames to people in, in different areas. You know, they're the king of blank or they're the lord of blank, you know, just kind of as a, a general term. Well, when you think of 
what they're the king of, you're not thinking of some other thing. You know, somebody in the football realm, they're called and somebody's referring to them as, you know, they're great in this area. You're not thinking of them in relation to baseball or relation to basketball or relation to tennis. You're thinking what, what the moniker is relating to. When, when you think of God being the Lord of peace, that doesn't mean, well, he just dishes chaos. He is the Lord of peace. That means you need that. He has that. He is the God of peace. It says, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. May the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. Well, that would encompass everything we've been talking about. In every way. Do you know, when you have unrest in one area of your life, it can affect every area. Anybody found that out? Yes. You can blow your sleep up, can blow your, uh, you know, you have something going on at home, it mess up your professional life, mess up your relationships in other areas, mess up your health. Well, God's will is that we have peace in every way. Peace in your body. Now, if you have a health issue, that can blow up <laughs> relational issues. That can blow up again. It can blow up your uh, work. It, it can, you know, th- these are related. If you don't have peace with God, that can affect everything. Because ultimately, if you don't know God, don't know and don't have peace with Him, we talked about it last week, if you don't have peace with God through Jesus, then you're not on a solid foundation to have peace in any area. And it's all secondary. You could have total peace, what you think on earth, and and have a life you think is peaceful, but ultimately, if you don't have peace with God, you've missed it, and ultimately, everything on this earth, it's going to be all for naught. So having peace with God and in that relationship is going to flow into every other relationship. Jesus said in John 14, again, we're reading a few of these verses we've read. John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Verse 27 at the beginning says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. So the Lord of peace, the God of peace, Jesus is God walking on the earth. He said, I'm giving you my peace, not somebody else's fake peace. You know, not some peace induced by a drug that's going to have side effects later. Now, not against medical science. If there are certain things that can help to get through a period of time or, or whatever, um, you know, we're not against medical science. The Bible doesn't, isn't against medical science. Just know that there can be uh, conditions that happen as a result of things that you take that are unintended and always be led by God in everything you do as it concerns medicine as much as anything else. In other words, it's not an either or. I'm going to believe God or I'm going to go to the doctor. No, if you're a Christian, you better believe God in anything you do. And if you go to the doctor and, and you're talking about a certain 
prescription or treatment, you better be believing God and saying, is this for me? In other words, don't switch off and go, well, I'm just going all in this way and put your trust in men because they can fail. You can get the wrong prescription. You can get the wrong thing. And it, it, may, be, it may help for a while, but then it could backfire. So we need to go through these things believing God. Trust God. God, is this what's for me? And then, you know, be led and don't be in condemnation then. You know, don't be in condemnation. If you're going to walk through, if there's something you need, then, then use it and go on. The, 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 the important thing is that you're able to do what you, you're supposed to do on this earth and get it done. Don't get caught up with how it gets there, how it gets done. Don't do that, but, but be conscious uh, of when you're walking through things. Don't, don't just shut off you know, the spiritual side and go, well, I'm all natural now, so I'll just try this and try that. You could try something and you, 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 you uh, end up having the, the results of that in a negative way for years because you just decided to try something. Did you hear me? And that's what we're talking about. Don't, just because somebody said, well, this helped me. Well, you're not them. Well, I'm just going to do it for a little while. You know how many people have decided they're going to do something for a little while and 10 years later they're still hooked on it? So we need to be led by God. You know, everybody in the world wants to find peace, and there's so many things promising it. Right? Now, let's just say this. The things that I'm saying, and when when we preach the Word of God, we're not saying anything new this morning. It could be new to somebody's ears, but we're not getting up preaching something that we made up or I made up yesterday if I have some new revelation. That's not the case. Because there is no new truth in the earth. Did you hear me? Everything we're reading was was written thousands of years ago and it existed for all time before that. Did you hear me? So it's not new. If you hear somebody saying, we got something new and it's going to change everything, be very wary of that. We're, just, we're going to preach the Word of God that is truth, and it may be new to our ears, or we may hear it different, which I can pretty much guarantee you, no matter how long you've been around, if you hear the Word, it's going to hit you in a different way, and you may get something new out of it. It's the Word of God. It's eternal. It will happen every single time. But this is not a new package. Oh, Revely, you got to hear this because nobody's ever preached it like that before and nobody's ever heard it. That's nonsense. You try to, to, to search after that, you're going to be disappointed. i got to go find the new... Whoa, this person really preaches it a certain way. Now, there may be... You connect with somebody... And God leads you to be with, in a certain area. That's of God. But don't make it that something, it's something about the person that they're supposed to so spectacular. They just package it a certain way and nobody's ever done it like that. You're ele- elevating a person. That's what the world does. They sell things like here, you know, they won't tell you what it is. You know, here, you know, try this out for so many days. You got to pay your money and then we'll show you what it is and it'll change your life. Well, it may, but don't, you know, we've discovered this new revolutionary thing that nobody's ever seen before. Now, there could be technology advances and treatments, but you know what? Even that, we're just discovering it. It's already there. God already knows. 
Everything that we're walking in today technologically was possible 30 years ago. May not have been possible where we were technology-wise, but it was possible. And the things, you know, Jesus doesn't come back. The things that, are, are gonna be, that we're going to be dealing with on the earth 10 years from now that we've advanced technologically is possible now. Again, it may not be possible where we're at. In other words, if we, somebody would have discovered something 10 years earlier, way back, we could have been doing it now. Because all the physics and everything, they're the same. So when somebody's like, well, this is going to change you. This is, this is your answer, and it's from a man's perspective, and they're peddling something, be wary of it. Because God's Word is truth. These are truths that'll help you and they'll help every one of us as we look to the word, but they're not something somebody made up. They're not a man's theory. They're not a man's concoction. They are the word of the living God and God will help you to walk these things out and he will cut through all the nonsense that maybe got through, got into your life through other people's, uh, you know, Uh, philosophies and whatever he'll cut through and give you the answer that you need because it is truth based on his eternal word he doesn't need somebody to go figure something out right now he knows exactly what needs to happen in every area and so as we listen to the word of god we need to just every time we come to hear the word of god we need to know we're hearing truth we're hearing the, the Word of God quickened by the Spirit of God to help us see maybe what we haven't seen, but know it was there before we showed up. Before we were born, the truths were already there. We're just finding them out. And so as we see them, then we can act on them. And this is just one of those areas. Verse 27, then Jesus says, My peace, or peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. So his peace, that's what we were saying. His peace, not somebody else's peace, that may go for a little while and then blow up in your face. Yeah, this will make you feel real good for about two hours, but wait till then. You know, at that point, you're not going to have peace. You're not going to be able to, you know, this will make you feel good for about a day, and then three days you're not going to be able to sleep. God's Word doesn't do that. God's Word, His peace is true. And it'll, it, it doesn't have a side effect. It doesn't have a boomerang. He said, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So we, we have something to do with whether we're walking in this peace or not. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Let it not be afraid. So we have something to do with, in other words, God just doesn't, no, don't you wish, God would just dump it in your head and it, your life would just be completely different in every way, shape or form. Thinking would be different. That's not the way it works. We have something to do with us walking in his peace. Now, it's his peace. He's not withholding it from us. Jesus said he gave it. He's giving it to us. But he also said, you let your heart not be troubled. So you have something to do with it. Now, look at Romans 8, 5 and 6. and We're going to get into some of that a little bit. Romans 8, verse 5. It says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. 
But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Verse 6, for to be carnally or naturally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So he's talking about one part of this right here. For to be carnally minded or naturally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So to put our minds on the right things leads to peace. To focus our minds on the right things leads to peace. To put our minds on things, the wrong things, natural things, just focus on those, leads to death. But if we'll look or think about, be conscious of what's going on in our minds then, and, and focus on things that are spiritually, or focus on things that are, are, are spiritual, then it's going to lead to life and peace. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. Talking to God, you, God, will keep him in perfect peace, the person in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you, on God, because he, the person, trusts in God. So you're keeping your mind stayed on him, stayed on his things, stayed on his ways, looking to what he has said, and that leads to peace. It says, he will keep us in peace. Now, Jesus said, I give you my peace. And then he said, don't let your heart be troubled. Well, if God's given you his peace, then we, we need to look to what he said and look to him in order to experience that. In other words, you could have the peace. The peace is given to you. And as a Christian, the, 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 the peace is on the inside of you. You have peace. It's a fruit of your recreated spirit, but you grow in that and you walk in that based on what you do. It can, you can have the opportunity to walk in it, but if you're going to think on wrong things all the time, you're not going to experience peace. And it's not because God hasn't given it to us. And it's not because God isn't for us. And it's not because God doesn't love us. It's not that he doesn't have good things for us. But if we're going to continually look at the wrong thing, you and I, whoever does it, we're going to experience turmoil. We're going to experience confusion. In other words, we could have the answer. We could have the truth. We can be born again. The Bible says being born again, being uh, in the family of God, born again spiritually, recreated spiritually in the family of God. But if, if we let the, the thoughts that are influenced by Satan in the earth, whether they come through people or, you know, directly somebody saying something or, or books or movies or 
you know, podcasts or whatever, if we're going to focus on things that aren't godly, then we're not going to experience peace. And it's actually an inroads for us to go into turmoil, into confusion, into despair. You know, you, you hear this term deconstruction that people throw around all the time now concerning uh, faith. People go through deconstruction. You know what that means is they're just looking at a microscope through everything they believe and they just open the, the door for them, for unbelief to come up in every area until people just walk away from the faith. They're just opening the door and going, well, I don't know. I'm going to go look at what a bunch of natural people say about how, how they walked in unbelief and how they opened the door to uh, doubt and contradictions and i'm gonna plant those same things in my head and you know i'm just gonna see if i come out the other side and people dropping people that have professed christianity for a long time and been very well known been like i don't believe it anymore <laughs> you gotta be we gotta be you know use some discernment in what we put in our mind if you use that same thing with your body Think about it. Okay, so if the beliefs of, uh, uh, if the Word of God is the standard, and, and what we've seen, the Word of God says in truth, is the standard, and you don't put anything in other than the Word of God or things that are condoning the Word of God, if you use this with your body, let's say what people, and this is subject to change, so not a perfect analogy, okay? But what's come to be... Um, to, to be accepted as, as things that are good for your body. If, if you, you know, there's things that are good for your body and things that we know are not good for your body. Okay, there's not real, there's arsenic. There's not a lot of questioning whether that should be in your body or not. You know, different types of poisons, different types, you know, people, yeah, people used to believe tomatoes were going to kill you and different, okay, we, we know that that's not true. But if you're going to take the, the, the body of knowledge and just go, well, you know what? I'm going to test this out. I don't know if I really believe that arsenic would kill me. I'm going to try it. I'll tr start with a little bit. Now, you laugh, but people are doing that with their mind. They're going, eh, they believe. If you would have talked to them 10 years ago, there's no way I'm touching this thing, spiritually speaking. I'm not going near it. The Bible says no appearance of evil. You don't make any... Uh, provision for the flesh. You don't go and just see how close you can get. They would say, no way. Now, you know, over time, eh, see if there's a little bit, and then a little bit more, a little bit more, and then I don't believe in Jesus anymore. If we use that same approach with our body, we'd be dead. Is it, is it a surprise that people are dying spiritually? I mean, they're walking away from God. If they're truly walking away from God, then they're lost. That's another subject, but we need to understand what we put in our mind is important. Jesus, or the Bible says in Isaiah, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him or stayed on you because he trusts in you. You, he will keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on him. You know, you don't need to go figure out you don't need to experience what everybody else experiences if it's bad. You know, uh, you don't have to have the same bad experience everybody, other people have to figure out that it's bad. Well, I don't know. I mean, I've heard this is, you know, really bad thing to do. But, uh, you know, 
but I'm going to go try it anyway because, you know, I've seen on the news and people have died from this, but I'm going to go try it. You don't need to do that. You can just say somebody died, I'm good. Don't need it in my body. Don't need it in my mind. Somebody went crazy looking at this stuff. Well, let's see if I can just stand the test. I think I'm pretty spiritually strong. Let's see if I can get through. That's stupid. Let's not do that. That's pride. The devil works by pride. He can get you, oh, you're, you're strong enough. That, that's a famous, you know, last way of thinking. Oh, you're, you know, you, 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 if you buy that, we're being a sucker. Satan will work on your pride. Oh, you can handle it. You're, you're, you're spiritual enough. You just go look at all those YouTube videos and just figure out what's right and wrong. <laughs> you come out of there so confused. You're listening to a bunch of confused people talking about confusion, and you think you're going to come out of there not confused. You're fooling yourself. Stay with the Word and what the Word says, and if you know it's against the Word, don't touch it. Stay away from it. You want, and then you wonder, when we wonder, why, why aren't I having peace? Because we just piled a bunch of junk into our mind that's inspired by, by the one that is against God, by a bunch of people that have listened to that nonsense, and then wonder why you're not at peace. Careful what arguments. Well, I'm just going to go and I'm going to listen to all these arguments about why God doesn't exist. So you're going to introduce thoughts into your head that duped other people and think you're strong enough to withstand. You better know you're supposed to look at that stuff because, you know, if it's in your line or whatever, okay, you better know because if you're just wandering in, you're saying that the deception that took other people down is not going to take you down. And that's what happens. People are deceived. I don't know how I got here. Well, just go way back when you started looking at stuff that is uh, not, not of God, not building your faith. Here's, here's, here's a um, litmus test. If you read anything, if you watch anything, if you listen to anything, and it doesn't put something into you spiritually, but takes something out of you when you're done, then it wasn't good for you. Did you hear me? I don't care if it's a movie. I don't care if it's a book. When you get done, if you feel like you have to go take a shower, if you feel like you have to go just spend a whole bunch of time in the Word to build yourself up, then why did you look at it in the first place? You, you, that's a net negative. You did that, and you, you got done with it, and you're, you're back. Now you got, you're in debt. Now you got to go. You got to go forward. You have to do something to build yourself up to get back to where you were before you watched it. Why would you do that? Well, because it's fun. Okay. That's, that, that's the problem. It's a hook. We're talking about peace. We have not digressed. This is why people, it's what we look at. It's what we let into our mind. Where is our mind stayed? Because if we let all this other junk in our mind and then it starts getting us in turmoil, you could be perfectly at peace. And you watch something, something comes up. You know, something suggested to you to watch. Ooh, that's a, that's a catchy title, click. It's about something I've always wondered about. And you're just totally at peace and you start looking at it. And as you're going through it, you're starting to doubt, you're starting to get confused, and you get done, and you go through your day, but that thing is banging in your head for the next week. And it leads to other thoughts, and you're not peaceful. And you're, you're uptight, and now, you know, you thought you were in a good place, but you're not, and it can start causing arguments with you and other people. 
but we, we let it in. If you see something that's starting to pull you down, you should shut it down, shut it off. I don't care who wrote it. I don't care who's saying it. If it's, if it's starting to suck the life out of you, spiritually speaking, shut it down and get out. And then start pumping something in to get you back in and make up your mind you're not going to be that dumb again. And you're not going to look at stuff that's going or listen to stuff that's going to pull you away from God. We are in a war. And there are weapons of warfare, and Satan plays in this realm. He's got so much in the world going on that, like I said, he doesn't have to, you know, just uh, influence people individually. He's already got the cycle going. There's whole organizations that are, 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 are pushing out nonsense, junk. And so you just get into that and start listening to it. It's already out there. Ways of thinking. Real deep thinking, people think. They're just ignorant. They're just walking right away from God. Let me tell you something. If God is our creator, I mean, he is our creator. But if you're saying, you know, the way some people talk. If God is the creator of the universe, and he is the Lord of all, for you to believe that he's not is the height of ignorance. I mean, I don't care how many... Letters you have between, be, behind your name, how smart you think you are. If you say the one that created you, who you're supposed to serve with your life, if you think he doesn't exist, that's about as bad as it gets. Your whole existence. Whatever else you do, if you deny that the one that created you and the one that you're supposed to be serving is not God and doesn't exist, anything else you do is just meaningless. And you're, you're headed in the wrong direction. So... It doesn't matter what other arguments or what other accolades there are. We don't want to be duped out of just the basics. (laughs) Just believe. I mean, because there's so much of this in the world. And people believe it's always okay. Whatever you believe, it's okay. It's not okay. It's life or death. It's not okay to believe whatever. Jesus is the way. The only way. To God the Father. He is the only ransom. The blood of Jesus is the only ransom for mankind. The only way. Doesn't matter what people think. Well, I kind of like this way. Doesn't matter. You know, like it's like if I'm going to go to a sporting event. If I print my own ticket at home, that's not like through the method that I'm supposed to print the ticket. And, you know, if you go buy it on something, that's one thing. You can print it and bring it in. But if I Photoshop my own ticket that isn't based on reality, I go and say, hey, I want to get in, they're not going to let you in. Yeah, but I like this ticket. I think I should be able to get in. It doesn't matter. It's that simple. It's just not real. Yeah, but, I, you know, we believed this for a thousand years. <laughs> it's still fake. Oh, that's politically incorrect. Well... It's going to be real politically incorrect when people die and they they go and they realize there is a heaven and a hell and Jesus is the way. They're going to be offended. So we don't want to look at stuff that's going to take us away from God. Look at Philippians 4, 6. Let's look at this briefly and then we'll... I think we'll be wrapping up. 
It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Verse 7, and the peace of God. So go to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Let's go back to verse 6 and read those two again. Be anxious for nothing. Well, anxious would be not peace, right? If you're anxious, I don't care how you cut it, not peaceful, right? Doesn't matter if it's at school, doesn't matter if it's at work. If you're out of peace, if you're anxious about it, you're not at peace. Peace does not go with being anxious. Well, I'm really peaceful, but I'm I'm really anxious. No. No, we're anxious or we're peaceful. If we're really totally at peace, we're not anxious. If we're anxious, we're not totally at peace. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The peace of God will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We're going to come back here, but excuse me, real briefly, just look at Colossians 3.15. Can you skip down there and then we'll come right back up? It says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. The peace of God will guard you if you'll be led by it. So we read just in in, uh, Philippians, the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Here it says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. If you just be led by that peace... In your spirit, if something is, is, is getting out of peace, you're going in a certain direction, getting involved with certain people, looking at certain things. If it's getting unsettled in here spiritually, back off it and walk away. This will keep us from so much trouble. Right there. Let the peace of God rule. We read in another translation, let it act as an umpire. This good, you know, umpire in baseball. Ball, calling the ball strikes, coming in. Ball. Coming in, strike. The umpire is declaring, is that a ball or a strike? You know, uh, other parts of the game. When something is happening in your life, the peace of God is the one that's supposed to call it. Should I do this? Should I not? Should I look at this? Should I not? Is this going to be good for me? You know you can know before. You can watch, real practical, you can watch a trailer of a movie and just get a sense I'm not talking about the rating. You could look at the rating and go, no. But I'm talking about, you could look at a G-rated movie. You say, surely. Who said it's, who said the content of that is wrong? I'm not talking about it has some explicit content. It has something that somebody else thinks is harmless, but has some, you know, some type of magic or some type of thing in it, or some type of witchcraft or some kind of, Weird idea in it. You could watch. I remember there was a. It was a. I think it was probably a PG movie. We watched a trailer with our kids one time, and I was like, "This." I just get the scent. There's something you got to know. There, there's something behind whoever created those things. You're dealing with the spiritual forces that created it. And it was like, mm, it's no, we're not watching that. And I looked it up, and it was, it was some weird stuff that had to do with spiritualism and whatever. You wouldn't know it by the trailer, but that's what was being implanted in that. 
movie. You just, but inside's like, no. There's been things. Should have. Not watched it. Saw it, and it's like, eh, it seems harmless, but inside, if I was honest, like, I just don't think this is going to go in the room. Eh, but it, eh, it looks good. Maybe the kids, some friends had watchers. Okay, we'll watch it. Man, by the time we got done, we're like, see, we shouldn't have watched that. That was junk. This person died, and they're trying to say this, and it was nonsense. I'm not talking it was real explicit or something. It was just, you got, now you got to just get that out of your head. You know, you're believing God, and there's something that it's trying to plant doubt. I don't care what the rating is. If it plants doubt in your relationship with God, you don't want it. I would rather watch a very graphic war movie that's rated R than something that's going to take me away from God. I can deal with other stuff. I'm not saying you just need to go watch that either. I'm saying if you're talking about damage... The one is dealing maybe with reality. It's graphic, but it's people go through it. The other thing is trying to get you to shut your door on to shut the door on God. The one hard to watch, but is, you know th- there is that reality in life. The, the other thing can determine where you're going to go for the rest of this earth and for eternity. It could be rated G. I'll get those other images out of my head. This now you got to deal with the mindset. Let the peace of God rule. Let's go back to Philippians and we'll, we'll wrap this up. <clears throat> Let's read verse 6 and 7, then I just want to touch on 8 and we'll, we'll be done. Uh, verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Verse 8, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Another translation says, think on these things. Look at these things. What are these things? Godly thoughts. Things that are inspired by the Word of God, that are the Word of God, that are the way God looks at it. We need to look at those things and keep those things in our minds. Don't let this be too simple for you this morning. Doesn't matter if we've heard it, it only matters if we do it. If we're going to say, oh, I know that verse, but we're looking, we're injecting all this nonsense, that's just like, oh, I know how I should be eating, but I'm just going to do this. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what we know. It matters what we do, and God will help us to do this. If we'll, be, if we'll follow peace, then we'll start going, yeah, we're not listening to that. Yeah, no, mm, nice beat, but no, not listen to that music. Oh, that's a sweet trailer, looks cool, but no. And we look, and we start going the right, now we start realizing, gee, I don't have that nonsense bouncing around in my head. Because I'm not putting it in my head. So the stuff I put in my head before, I just asked God, God, that was dumb. You want to know what confession is? That's a confession right now. That's good. You know, you don't have to make it all spiritual. Lord, I shouldn't have done that. That was stupid. Forgive me. And help me to get that out. Help me to deal. That was dumb. I can't do anything about the past. But I, I'm going to do something about the future. Help me, Lord. Show me. How to, to what to look at as far as the word, how, show me what to look at so I can get that, get that out, flush it. And now that starts to fade, but I'm not pumping in new stuff. 
So the stuff is fading. My mind's getting clear, experiencing more and more peace and just going up. Because I'm not taking a step forward and then taking two steps back. And a step forward and a step back and two steps forward and a step back and just going in circles. Because I get a little free, but then I inject a bunch of stuff that I shouldn't inject. And that bounces around, it confuses me, and I go off the rails for three weeks. You know? Then I come up and I'm like, okay, I'm good with God. And I start going a little bit and then I whoop, just put a bunch of junk in and then I go backwards. I'm just go in circles. Or I can stop, ask God to help. We're not talking about works. We're saying, Lord, you know where I've been. You know I've been dumb. You know I have a temptation to do that. Show me and help me. And I'm going to trust you and start moving forward where you're not putting the stuff in and go freer and freer and freer and more and more peace. And we just walk in peace. And there's, because why? We don't got that nonsense bouncing around. We're, we're, stuff just starts to get calm. Relationships start to get calm because we're not echoing the nonsense we saw with other people. We're starting to actually walk with God.